you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com events. Studios. I find LA to be a great literary town, a great poetry town that people don't pay attention to. Um, San Francisco is known for it, New York is known for it, but LA shouldn't be forgotten for the great amount of literature and poetry that comes out of these communities. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA, the podcast that helps you understand this city better. Today, we're enlisting more local booksellers to help us do just that. Back in December, we went to four independent bookstores across the city and got some great recommendations for books about Los Angeles. But there are so many great indie bookstores in the LA area that we had to do a part two. How to LA producer Monica Bushman headed out this time to talk with booksellers at Tia Chucha's Centro Cultural and Bookstore in Somar, Octavius Bookshelf in Pasadena, I think when Octavia Butler started writing these stories, they were so different than anything anyone has ever written. No one really knew what to do with her, so they just said sci-fi. Roman's bookstore, also in Pasadena. It's just a treasure. It's a real treasure. And Reparations Club, or Rep Club, near West Adams. It's sci-fi. It's jazz. It's baking. Our question was, what books would you recommend to help someone better understand Los Angeles? Monica's first stop was Tia Chuchas. It's tucked away in a shopping center right next to a food for less. It's a brightly colored space covered in murals and other artwork. She spoke with co-owner Luis J. Rodriguez. He's a well-known writer himself and the former poet laureate of LA. His own books like Always Running, La Vida Loca, Gang Days in LA, and others reveal a lot about Los Angeles. But his recommendations were from writers who came before him. My name is Luis J. Rodriguez. I'm an author of 17 books. I also was Poet Laureate of the city from 2014 to 2016 and co-founder of Teatucha Centro Cultural and Bookstore here in Somar. It's really to fill a gap because there was no bookstores here and there still is and we're the only ones. There was no art galleries. There was no cultural spaces comprehensive. And this is for half a million people. The Northeast Valley is um, the second largest Mexican and Central American community in the U.S. after the East LA area. But there was so much missing. And like I tell people, you can get, in this neighborhood, you can get guns, you can get drugs, and you can get alcohol, there's liquor stores everywhere. And of course, tacos, which is a good thing, but you can't buy a book. And that's sad, and I think that's what we want to do, fill that gap that's been missing in this community. And what got you interested in, in writing and in poetry? Really, I was a very troubled young man as a teenager. And I was on heroin, I was in a gang, I was homeless for three years, I was I dropped out, I was in bad shape. Um, a young 
man showed up at a cultural center, community center in my neighborhood, and this is in the San Gabriel Valley, very poor neighborhood, probably the poorest neighborhood in LA County at the time. And uh, he saw all the graffiti I was doing <laughs> and told me, why don't you be a muralist? I didn't know what he was talking about, but it, I'm intrigued because when you're that down, you're almost hungry for anything. I was, I was like, show me something, give me something. I became a muralist and when I was 17, I painted like 10 murals. And that opened the door for me thinking I could have, I could matter, I could do things important. Eventually though, what really helped me was I would go to libraries. When I was homeless, I would go to libraries, Central Public Library. So books really got to me and I love books. I read tons of books. And I think that uh, I let go of the painting, but I really felt that words, especially in writing, but also in speaking, was really my gift. And so I learned to paint with words, I think. That's how I call it. So that's really what I do now. And are there particular books about L.A. that stuck with you? And also, what would you recommend for people to, to better understand L.A. who are maybe new here or just don't know some of the Well, history? I'm an old school guy. So I'm talking about books that came out in 30s, 40s, and 50s. But in sixties. Charles Bukowski was very big for me because I would find his books and it's the kind of access, I thought accessible poetry that I didn't know people could write. He's problematic in a lot of ways, but he's so important for poetry in the city and really impacted so many people. I know a lot of people that impacted to Charles Bukowski. But I read um, an introduction he wrote for a book by John Fonte, Ask the Dust. That really was a powerful book, John Fonte's Ask the Dust. I read almost all his books, the Anturo Bandini character that he came up with, which is really him. But Ask the Dust, I think, is the seminal L.A. novel. And it's about a writer, hungry writer, and can't get published, but hangs on with the hope. He keeps trying to get going. Now, the book, Acts of Dust, um, which I recommend people read, it's very poetic, the way he writes about it. It's about being down in the dumps, and I kind of understood. And he found language that I thought was compelling in that being in the streets, being out there, and being with an art that nobody could see was very important. And uh, he he's kind of he's kind of a he's an interesting person because he, he comes off like a racist. He's a white Italian American guy from Colorado. That's just the way the character is, uh, and he hates Mexicans, but he really loves them. And that's really the the the, the way that he writes about these things. His, his racism is really based on a lot of fear, but also a lot of love of things that is not white, and that of course scares him because he doesn't want to, uh, but he really loves the Mexicans, and it turns out he falls in love with a girl that doesn't love him back, but it doesn't matter here. It's an interesting story uh, that I really could relate to at the time, and I found that it's very important, uh, based in Bunker Hill, the old Bunker Hill, I mean the old lodgings, and now it's all built up. So I think it's a great seminal book for L.A., for anybody. And do you have other? Well, the only person that I really want to emphasize is Wanda Coleman. Now, Wanda Coleman doesn't get seen as much. Um, she wrote a lot of books. Mercura Chrome is probably her most famous book, and uh, but she wrote a lot of books, and they're probably all worth reading. Uh, and it was under, under the same press that I think did John Fonte and Bukowski, Black Sparrow. 
And what the thing about Wanda, she's from Watts. And she's uh, very fierce. She's very strident. Um, but she's also, of course, like an only poet. She's got a sensitivity to things. And so when you read her poetry, it's um, she pulls you into a world that I don't think this city appreciates. Uh, not just the Watts world or the poor world, but the world of people that don't get heard. And of course, her voice becomes so strong and strident because she wants to make sure you hear her, you hear me. And in that process ends up pulling in a lot of voiceless people. So I have to say Wanda Coleman, but I think anybody reads her books, you'll get more of the LA sense, especially the LA that gets um, misunderstood, misconstrued, or just completely not even dealt with. I would say Wanda Coleman, Mercury um, Coleman, the book, but also any book of hers would be fascinating. And I recommend that as the quintessential uh, LA writer in my view. So this is from African Sleeping Sickness, Stories and Poems. It's fairly short. Okay, it goes like this somewhere. There's an alley with my name on it. Gold, gritty pavement, crushed glass shadows. An occasional thin stray cat hunting through overturned garbage cans, old tin cans, beer cans, ketchup bottles, cigarettes, cellophanes, Bits of torn paper dancing on an eddy, footfalls stumbling past, lovers in the apartment across the way fucking, argument in the Mac den, kids shooting pennies behind crates in back of the liquor store, a few roaches trucking from the fumigated house to the one across the street. Drip, drip of water from the drain, wind rises scattering stuff. I will meet you there. I'm Nikki High, and I am the owner and founder of Octavius Bookshelf, located in Pasadena, California. We're named after Octavia Butler, who was born and raised in Pasadena. She was a super influential author for me. I read her for the first time when I was about 16, so that was in the late 80s. I've been a super fan ever since, and... Throughout my life, I've been reading everything I can get my hands on by her, and I would frequently talk to people and say, hey, have you read this book by Octavia Butler? And maybe 80% of the time, uh, the person would respond by saying, who? She has certainly gained some popularity uh, since the first lockdown happened, and I think everybody picked up Parable of the Sower. But I think what's unique about this store is that we are honoring the legacy and life of Octavia Butler every day by putting her name first and foremost um, you know, in the title of the store. Um, I want everyone to know her. I want everybody to come in who is not familiar with Octavia Butler and say, hey, how come you call this store Octavia's Bookshelf and your name is Nikki? And then I get to do my whole speech about how much I love her and why you should read books by Octavia Butler. So that's one piece. I think the second one is that we're the only bookstore in Pasadena that prioritizes black, indigenous, and people of color writers. So I am trying to uplift voices that are oftentimes unrepresented, unknown, um, and just celebrate the gift of those stories every day. 
And so the question that we're posing to different booksellers is what book or books would you recommend to help somebody better understand LA? Mm -hmm. And in that we're encompassing greater LA area, Pasadena too. Um, So what would you say to that? So it probably comes as no surprise that I'm going to recommend Octavia Butler. (laughs) I think for folks who live in Pasadena or have some sort of understanding of the layout of the city or some of the major streets, you it's, it's fun to read in some of her books when you're reading a a description of, you know, a place she's describing, you know, you know, instantly, oh, I know where that corner is in Pasadena. So it's very, it's a lot of fun to just sort of see your hometown city represented in that way. So two books I would recommend um, to, to folks who would like a better understanding or, or why our city is uh, uh, being featured is um, Octavia Butler's Parable of the Sower and also Octavia Butler's Kindred. So with Parable of the Sower, it was published in 93. It's set in 2024. And the city that the protagonist lives in is called Robledo. Now, obviously that doesn't sound like Pasadena, but in the description of Robledo, you are very much aware that she is likely speaking about Pasadena. In fact, uh, in terms of geography, at one point, Lauren Alamina, who's the main character, talks about Robledo and she says it's 20 miles from Los Angeles. And her father remembers it being a very nice green and sort of lush suburb of Los Angeles. And then in Kindred, Kindred was published in 1979. Dana is the main character and she flat out says in the book that um, she lives in Altadena and um, Pasadena and Altadena are neighboring cities. Oftentimes folks who are new to Pasadena don't even realize when they're in Altadena because it's literally just crossing a street light at some point. Um, and so they're very much connected. So, um, a lot of the landscape that she describes, I think, uh, really sets the scene of Pasadena and the Altadena area in Kindred. So that's a lot of fun. Do you think there are sort of misconceptions about this part of town? Or do you come across that from folks coming into this shop? I do. Um, We moved here in the 70s and Pasadena was a lot more segregated than it is right now. And um, over the last few decades, there's been a huge sort of exodus of um, black people from Pasadena because the cost of living tends to skew pretty high. And so folks have left the area um, in search of more affordable housing. And so I think there's this idea that there isn't a vibrant black community in Pasadena and there very much is. So I know that that's a huge misconception. And this store, you know, hopefully will alert people to the fact that um, we're still here and we still have these incredible stories to share and they should be read by everybody. That was Nikki High, owner of Octavius Bookshelf in Pasadena. We have to take a break, but stay with us. We have more great book recommendations for you right after this.
Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindaris Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS for a morning of multilingual story times, interactive performances, art making, and lots of kid fun. Bring the whole fam and join us for a super fun Saturday at LAS in Pasadena on June 1st. Tickets at LAS.com slash events. See you there. Hey there, we're back. Our next stop is Roman's Bookstore on Colorado Boulevard in Pasadena. Bookseller Grant Hoskins explained what makes Romans unique. It's been here for over 100 years, um, and it has a clientele that go back generations. People will come and tell me that, you know, their grandparents shopped here, and they have memories of being here when they were a little kid, and uh, it's, a, it's a sort of a generational thing. So, yeah, it's really cool. And what got you interested in books? I wonder this a lot. I think that growing up, um, just trips to the library and different bookstores. And I think that perhaps because it was presented as, uh, you know, you did good, let's make a trip to the library sort of thing, maybe hooked me. But I also think I'm just a naturally curious person and books are where to go. Here are Grant's recommendations, both published in 2023. One is fiction about the past and possible future of Los Angeles, and the other is nonfiction about an influential arts educator and independent filmmaker in L.A. The one that I sort of jumped to because um, I feel like the obvious things are Chandler uh, and Fonte, which uh, is what people almost always go to. And they're great. They're, they're really wonderful for L.A. But uh, I this wanted is, to go with something. This is Raymond Chandler? Yeah, Raymond Chandler. Yeah, and then John Fonte um, yes. with uh, uh, Bunker Hill. But um, I wanted to go with something more contemporary. And, and so I chose The Lost Cause by Cory Doctorow. It takes place 30 years in the future from now, and it, it, it all takes place in uh, in Burbank. So you get um, a really interesting um, sort of history of the studios and the studio system and uh, the legacy that it left behind, the fact that, uh, that it was a, sort of like a union town because uh, of the movie studios, and that figures into why the characters and their families have the history that they do. There have been like solid steps taken on the climate emergency, and um, there's been a Green New Deal. There's a, a federal jobs guarantee, and um, basically there are all kinds of like internal and external climate refugees that are coming here from you know places like um, the Central Valley, other states, uh, other countries, and um, there's people in the LA area that are welcoming, and there are people who are not welcoming, and. Uh, In a lot of ways, it mirrors the politics of now, but more so because um, things are more extreme in the future. It's a lot of things playing out that that you just see going on now. It gets into a lot of like the local history, a lot of the racial history of the area, the fact that Burbank was a sundown town, which I didn't know until I read the book. They're doing all kinds of projects. They're like, they're relocating um, things from the sea further inland. There's all kinds of uh, other locations that if you've grown up in Southern California, you just immediately recognize. Um, one of the great things for me is when I read a book that takes place locally is um, I'm always thinking, oh, I know that, I know that area. Uh, a character running down, uh, you know, Magnolia. You think, oh, I, I know exactly where they're running. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it helps you be in the book even more. 
and it's interesting to um, to think about like, well, what will these areas look like in the future, and how will they be affected by things like climate change, and um, uh, how will these things play out? And it plays out in a really positive way. You could write a book like this to um, sort of uh, inspire doom and, and fear, but uh, Dr. O does it in a way that um, inspires a lot of hope, and, and you come out of it feeling good about the future. You, you set down the book feeling like, uh, we, we have a chance, and we can do this. There's a book called Chaos Theory, the Afrocosmic Arc of Ben Caldwell. It's by Taj Frazier. Ben Caldwell was a, a community activist, organizer, artist, filmmaker. Uh, he worked in the Lamert Park area, and he just has his hands in just everything cultural in that area. Um, just an amazing person. If you grew up in Southern California, you've no doubt heard of the Project Blowed uh, Hip Hop Collective. Everything from the visual arts to filmmaking to just everything. And, and he, he was just a really important character, is a really important character. And uh, Tosh Frazier wrote a really incredible book about him that features a lot of really great art. And I, I would really recommend that for anybody who's interested in like the cultural, I don't know, output of that area. And um, there's just a lot to dig in there. It's really good. It's just a treasure. My name is Jazzy McGilbert, and I am the founder and creative director here at Rep Club. I grew up here in South Central Los Angeles, and a lot of our staff is from here. We focus on a very wide array of predominantly black stories, and I think we're one of the first black woman-owned bookstores in Los Angeles. Something unique about this space, or people tell me that it is, it's very colorful, it's very warm. We've got um, some plastic on the pillows that are reminiscent of, you know, my grandmother's house, and I think that's something familiar to a lot of people, um, especially black people, but plastic on the sofa. We've got colors that are inspired by my childhood. It's the color of like sweet potato pie and greens and these warm wood tones that were really important to me. I just wanted the space to feel cozy and safe and like a place you wanted to stay a while and not just transact. And so the question that we're posing to different booksellers is what you know book or books would you recommend to help someone better understand Los Angeles? So I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. So I can tell you a couple that came to mind. I went Octavia Butler, Parable of the Sower. I thought about Paul, I don't know if it's Beatty or Beatty, White Boy Shuffle. I thought about South of Pico, which is an art book about artists, uh, I believe it was like 60s and 70s in South Central Los Angeles and their contributions to the art movement here. And then the one that I landed on is Jade Adia's There Goes the Neighborhood, which is a YA novel set here in she says it's a fictional part of town, but in my mind, it's definitely this like sort of Crenshaw, West Adams, Angels Vista, Lamert Park part of Los Angeles that felt very, very familiar to me. I also love how I came to the book, which was Jade coming into the store and us connecting on like a very shared experience that we had growing up here in South LA. 
Uh, but the story itself is also something that I grapple with daily at this bookstore in particular, which is gentrification. It's a YA novel about a group of friends who notice the sort of impending gentrification happening in their community and they decide to start a fake gang to try to scare off these like people coming into the neighborhood which is a very sort of half-baked idea from a group of 15 year olds and it sort of spirals from there and has some unintended consequences but I think at its heart it's a story about gentrification and community and just like coming of age in Los Angeles. And your website and the, the index you have there. Yes. Um, it's super extensive. Can you talk a little bit about it and, and what some of the categories are? Los Angeles is there, but there's other stuff too. Yeah. Um, thank you for mentioning that. It's one of my favorite features on our website, and I don't know if people notice it all the time, but we do that very manually, looking at what books are about and wanting to have this index that just shows the like breadth of things that black people write about so it's not all you know trauma and slavery that's definitely part of our story but I like that that index shows how expansive the topics that we can cover are so it's mermaids it's sci-fi it's jazz it's baking like the possibilities are so endless and it's just this really dynamic part of the site to me and I just like seeing the variety of things that are there. Rep Club, I've always said from the start that Rep Club is whatever the community needs it to be, which has taken the form of Saturday morning cartoons, karaoke nights, just like book club meetups, first time home buyer meetings. We've really done a lot in these four walls. We're centered around books because that's a natural entry point to talk about just about anything. And I use that as creative license. So I'm just like, we want to talk about basketball. We've got a book about that. We can tie it back to the books in the space, but there are no limits to what we can do. Our thanks to Jazzy McGilbert at Reparations Club, Grant Hoskins from Romans, Nikki High of Octavius Bookshelf, and Luis J. Rodriguez of Dea Chuchas. We have a list of all the recommendations, plus the ones we got back in December, in our show notes. You can also check it out at elias.com. We'll be back here tomorrow, so if you haven't already, please subscribe to get your daily dose of How to LA. Until then, bookworms, we hope you check out some of these books for yourself at your local bookstore or library. Let us know what you think and share your recommendations with us too. We love to hear them. You can always reach us at howtoLA at scpr.org. Hasta luego. This episode was produced by Monica Bushman. Our How to LA team also includes Erica Washington, Evan Jacoby, Manga Botel, and Victoria Alejandro. Our intern is Tony Morales. Our executive producer is Megan Larson, and our engineer is Hasmik Pagosian. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.